This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, ladies and gents. It's 7.30 on a Monday night. This, of course, is the Talk Talk Show brought to you through our sponsors, Boar Sports, principal sponsors of Birmingham City Football Club, m and Riley, French Polishers, and, of course, the Garrison Coffee Company. We have a very special guest in the room tonight, ladies and gents, a very special guest. Even though we're on Zoom, we're in the room. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> With us tonight, we've got young Ollie. Uh, evening who unfortunately got dropped off at the wrong end of uh, Chris's oh, road. Don't, even, don't even start. Oh, that's very embarrassing. Mrs Brown. Good evening. And of course, Mark Andrew Adams, a.k.a. Mr Rowe. Good evening, everybody. Are you okay? got Paul Hipkiss, a.k.a. Mr Sheenan. I wonder why we call him now. Evening all. <laughs> We've got chairman of the board, Watto, Watto, Watto. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. And we've got the man in control, that is the one and only Mr. Craig Courtney. Evening all. <laughs> is that everybody else? Like, am, I, am I all right now? Have I done? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from Radio West Midlands, we welcome to the Tilton Talk Show tonight the one and only Mr. Richard Wilford. <laughs> <laughs> Loving the big build-up. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> uh, Richard Wilford's leaving now. <laughs> <laughs> I've peaked. <laughs> you peaked. <laughs> that is absolute quality, mate. You peaked. <laughs> right, OK, no win for the Blues of the weekend. Another draw. Um, we're getting safer and safer and safer. Um, and that's the time that we're then going to start working hard to rebuild proper. Um, looking at... The news tonight, um, I know that every football fan in this country and certainly every Birmingham City fan stands with Ukraine and what is going on over there. We will mention it every single week because what well, it's on the news now and it just is disgusting. 
It's disgusting. And I only wish the world could do more for those poor people. Bless you. Sorry. Mm. Okay, so on with the show. Uh, Middlesbrough then tomorrow night. That's going to be a difficult one. They're in eighth position at the moment. Um, and then a nil-nil draw Saturday uh, and a really boring game. Craig, were you there? I wasn't. Uh, my, I've missed All right, my okay. first Paul, match. Paul, were you there? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> you can go back to sleep now. It was... Um, I've seen better games, obviously, but first half was... To be honest, it had a bit of an end-of-season feel about it for me. I think... Um, what, an end-of-season with nowhere to go? Yeah, like almost yeah. like... I don't think the players... I mean, the players were putting a lot of effort in and trying. Don't, don't get me wrong, but it kind of had just almost like, you know, we, we are safe. I don't think we're, there's any relegation concerns now. And that, for me, is a massive positive when you think about where we've been over the last few years. You know, final day survivals. What is it? Three seasons out of the last five. Final yeah, but don't you, think, don't you think, though, Paul, that we should like, really be pushing to get a higher place, higher place, higher place, higher place? Yeah, we ain't going to get into the playoffs. We're certainly not going to go up. But let's do the best we can. Yeah, I think we are doing the best we can. And, you know, we've got these players now coming back and gelling. Obviously, don't forget, Chung hasn't played for so long. And, you know, oh, Richard, no, yeah, 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 I get that. Yeah. Richard's made his debut for us on Saturday and came on. And, you know, um, Hernandez is just dynamite, though. He's so oh, good. Oh, man. He's but incredible. He's, He's running at players with the ball. Um, you know, he's, he's outstanding. He really is. I, I think, like Bodie said in his in his interview after the game, you know, if we can just work on his final ball a bit and just get a bit more out of him when it really matters, like that last little bit, then we really will have a player on our hands if we can see mm. him. And of course, well, we've still got Troy to come back. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think Nico Gordon, for me, was the, the standout player on the pitch. I thought he was, was, was absolutely brilliant and... You know, um, he, 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 he really impressed me at the back and, and we could have some, you know, a really good player for the future there as well. So it's, it, for we, me, didn't, it's we, didn't, more... we didn't mention it last week. He scored last week, didn't he, Paul? He did, yeah. He scored at and we played yeah. last Monday. Chris Brown played uh, the Crossroads tune and yeah. N. Gordon scored the goal. Incredible, wasn't it? Foresight, what foresight? But no, for me, I think, I think now, you know, you can see there's progress there. It feels a lot better just going down to the games now. You've, I've got a different feeling than what I had before. You know, with, with Ian Dutton as MD now and Craig doing what he's doing, Craig Gardner, you know, there's a... Obviously, yeah, we'd all like new owners still, but even... With and, these, of course, the introduction of Paul Tate. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Tate is back. Martin O'Connor's doing what he's doing as well. So, you know, we're, we're, we're getting an identity back now, which is great. And, um, you know, I think it, it stems well for the future, hopefully. And Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We're getting... Go on. We've made progress and, you know, we're 16 points. Is it 16 points now? Mm. Not, you know, closer to the playoffs, aren't we, than the bottom three now? So, that's, <laughs> that's progress. That's progress. Yeah. So, the only the only thing I will say is, the, the I think our best five players that we've got in the, in the team are, are all on loan, aren't they? Or best four players. So, you know, you've got Menge, you've got Chung, you've got Hernandez and Lyle Taylor. They're all on loan. So, if we can sign at least two of them permanently, that would be massive for us, I think. Don't Mark, you just want that, Hernandez? Yeah, Mark. No, I just wanted to chip in with what Paul said. That was almost word for word what I said to, to my friends on Saturday. Um, I think key to it as well, we've actually got some characters in the team. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not a chore anymore. I've said it a million times, but it's not a chore the last few weeks. It's actually enjoyable again. And mm. we've got some more likeable characters in the, in the team. Um, don't, don't... Sorry, Mark. Don't forget as well, we'd be eight points better off at least with VAR in the Championship. Yeah, but somebody's also just written here, though, uh, you know, with the points deductions at Reading and Derby, we'd, we could well be in trouble well, if it weren't for them. 
Yeah, I guess well, even even with even without them, or you know, we wouldn't be in the bottom three, would we? We'd still be clear. Oh, of, uh, yeah, oh, that, was, that, was from, that was from Damien and Kelly. Damien, thanks for your uh, input, mate. No, he's he's right. He's right. What he says, we would be, mm. we would, but we would be further down. But uh, we'd still be a good sort of what 10, 10 points clear, something like that. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Like what out? Off you go. Uh, yeah, on, on the way on the way up, I was reading a, a report of their manager who said who said was you know he he tweaked what Birmingham were and who who made them tick. Obviously, talking about the Chongs and the uh, Bakuna. And Hernandez, and boy, did he! Uh, he 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 nailed certainly two of them down. Uh, didn't do a fat lot at all, really. And he did have that end of feeling, season feeling, where you thought, well, they're both thinking, we don't want to lose this because a, def- a defeat for one or the other, you start looking down again. Uh, and and it sort of petered out to me. Uh, you know, we'll both we'll both take this, and you know. Move on. Um, hopefully, it'll be a bit more exciting tomorrow night when, uh, when obviously Middlesbrough are going to come and have a go. Um, and uh, they're going to have a go because they're eight, and they've got an opportunity right. to get in the playoffs. So, yeah, uh, they'll be a bit more adventurous, and uh, we'll we hopefully have a bit more space to to do stuff in. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I'd just like to give a thanks to the staff of Southern mm-hmm. Rail. Who got me home on Saturday night? I was half past ten. I was stuck in Ashford, uh, and they got me home to Bexhill. Thank you very much, <laughs> Richard. Your take? Yeah, interesting. Because I'm going to give you some pros and cons about Lee Bowyer from Saturday's game. In that, I thought the reason the first half was stagnant was that he chose to use Ivan Sunich as a man marker. He decided that George Honeyman was going to cause problems. And it stopped Blues from playing out the way that they've been playing out in recent weeks. Uh, it meant that you, you lost Sunich. I know he's not great on the ball, but his job was all about man marking. It they made, meant they really struggled to get going. But I love the fact that he changed it at half time. That he goes from three at the back to play in a back four. Sunich only has five more minutes because he can't use the ball. Ryan Woods comes on and starts pinging it to the players who are causing them trouble. And then Hernandez ran riot, didn't he? Except yeah. the final ball, which drives yeah. you up the wall. You can see Lee Bowyer off his rocker on, on occasions because Hernandez did all the hard work and then just couldn't pull it back for somebody to tap it into the net. And, you know, their fullback is probably still having nightmares right now. So the flexibility that Lee Bowyer showed, I think it's been one of his positives this season. We're not just a three at the backside or a four at the backside or a yeah, team that yeah. plays the diamond. But but I did think he was too negative in the first half for a home game against Hull, to be honest. Yeah, def- definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Especially with not a, a lot riding on it sort of thing, you know. Yeah, I think Stonich is better away from home. He's neither at home. You know, when you when like, like Bristol City away, he had a good game, didn't he? He played well. And when you want him to get stuck, he's, what he's good at is winning the ball back for you, isn't he? With a when the chips are down a little bit, you know, and you're up against it. He's the kind of player you need in the team for that. But when you actually want to get the ball and attack teams and, and score goals, you know, and obviously we always want to score goals, but sometimes, you know, it's difficult, isn't it, with, when you play for that. I think Ryan definitely a better option. When you want to <laughs> OK, Craig, because you didn't go to the game, uh, have you seen it? <clears throat> uh, I did. I, I've, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can't say saw the highlights because there were no highlights, but... Um, I, I did. I kept. I kept up to date with you know the commentary that, that people were were putting across, and it, it did seem as though at times we were on top. Um, mm-hmm. But 
I think and, and Paul and, and Mark have both said it. We, we lacked that little bit of of, of spark up front. Um, Craig, we lack we lack that Conatini, that killer punch. <laughs> oh, that, that complete, complete oh, right on the right. Um, I think the, the 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 thing for me was Hall had as much you know to to kind of lose as, as we did going into that game. We we were both in that same position where mathematically. Not safe, but should be, and I think it's uh, that's that's perhaps why it ended up the way that it, it did. Um, and unfortunately, you know, I can see more of those as the uh, as the oh, frozen. There we go. There you go. It's all frozen. emotional. Stop talking. <laughs> 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 oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give our team an incentive from the chairman. Go on, then. Try and finish up the Albion. That's, mm. that's what we should be looking yeah. at. Try and finish above the Albion. Make that that's a, a good call, actually, Alan. That's a good yeah, call, mate. Right, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Middlesbrough, that's, that's going to be a difficult ask tomorrow night. But you know what? When the better teams come along, we seem to up our game a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're eight. They're looking for a playoff position. They're not going to win the league. and They're not, obviously. Like, But they are going to be rooting for that playoff place. And they're going to come to St Andrews. And they're going to attack us tomorrow night. Mm. I think Richard's right what he says, you know, um, with them coming at us, obviously, that'll probably, if we start Ryan Woods, that'll probably work to our advantage better, won't it? We'll be able to get more joy behind them. Mm-hmm. Hey, Craig, you back on, I think. Craig, you back there? You there, Craig? No? 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 Okay. Yeah? It's sort of moving. Needs to put 50p in the metre. Is that Nokia? He <laughs> yeah, yeah, got a 50p to his name, mate, believe me. <laughs> it's Nokia 3310. Come on. <laughs> okay, can I, can I ask a quick question for everyone? Okay, yeah, quick question. Sonich, would you, um, if we got a decent bid for him, would you get rid or would you yeah. keep him? Yeah, nah, I'd get, I'd get, I'll get rid personally. I, I just think he's a little bit of a loose cannon. Um, you know what? He's got a Boston shot on him, a really good shot on him, but I don't know. I don't know. You watch him and you think, mm, you shouldn't have been in that position. You should have been there or, you know. Mm. Depends yeah. what we. I think it depends what we're offered for him. He's certainly not worth what we paid for. Um, what did we pay for him for? Like six point six point five million. He's our most expensive player. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I used to be. I used to be a Sonny's fan. I thought, you know, yeah, the old ratters in midfield gets stuck in, but he's he he doesn't do that as successful, and his distribution is getting worse and worse. You know, win it, give it to the, you know, give it to Bakuna, give it to. Anybody, uh, don't try and do it yourself. You know, no, get, you get the right, ball and give right. it. To I somebody. agree with you, Richard. Your take on Sunich? Yeah, I, look, he's a player who hasn't developed, and I think that's the real disappointment. He's still only twenty-five, but for the money, you expect somebody you can pass the ball fifty yards, don't you? I think yeah. Yeah, he has been wholehearted. I think at Bristol City ended the game playing at wing back because Hernandez was exhausted and played higher at the pitch, and Vyman had pulled out wide. So he's a great team man, but given they're trying to cut the salaries and he'll have come in on good money given the fee that he was paid, I think you, you've got to listen to offers. It's a question of what you get for him. Would you, mm. you settle for one? Would you settle for one and a half? I don't know. Well, when you've paid six, and that guy should be, like, busting his gut, he's six and a half million quid, yeah? And that guy should be breaking his neck either to stay with the Blues or to get a decent transfer. But, but I think he is breaking his neck. I think he's doing his very, very best when he's yeah. on the pitch. The problem mm. is there are yeah. things that he simply cannot do. And I think yeah. when he was signed nearly three years ago, the hope was that you could develop that part of the game and, and it's not happened for him. So do, do you think it's the players around him or just the situation? 
I, I just think that's the play that he is. That's the play mm. that he is. He's, he's wholehearted. He's a ball winner. But you try and do anything more with him, then you're really going to struggle. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You he's think he's that, he's good in the ball back for us? I'll give him that. But mm. it's just like you say, his passing can be well, a bit off at times, kind of to say the least. Well, do you think he's cut out for English football? What can you see him going back abroad? That's that's a good point, Mark. Actually. Yeah, uh, I think that's, that's a moot point, isn't it? I just don't know who's got the money to pay for people now. You, you look at the, the fees this summer, I think they're going to be very low around the championship. Another championship side going to sign Sunjic? I doubt here's it. A, here's a question. The player he replaced, Michael Kuyfden Bell, is he better than him? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, he was. He was. He was. Well, when he came, he was, yes. Uh, n- now, I'm not so sure. I know he was, like, I know he was six and a half million more than Michael Kuyfden Bell, but... Yeah. Who was better value? <laughs> oh, better yeah, value. Yeah. Mm, mm. So, um, but anyway, Richard, let's go back to the beginning. Then, what got you into uh, doing what you do, and tell us how it sort of came about, starting a career as a radio presenter. And um, how, um, how come you look so much like Daz Hale? Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we insist on shaving our heads here, just to, so, so, so we can be uh, mistaken for each other. Um, in my case, just you know, growing up in Birmingham, in South Birmingham, like I did, and waiting for the Sports Argus to come out each Saturday evening and pouring over the results. Yeah. Um, I've just loved football all my life, and I was I was a back garden commentator to the point that the neighbours got really irritated with me. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 well, it's true. And then, then just I wanted to go into journalism, but I was really lucky to get some advice from George Gavin, who you'll remember from his days oh, at yeah, RMB, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in that I took over from him commentating on the Birmingham Bullets courtside at, at their home games at the basketball. Oh, yeah. and, and he knew I wanted to go into journalism. And he said, you realise you've got to use your voice, don't you? And, and that was like, really? Is that something that you can do? Um, so it, it's just been a, a dream. So I've done nearly 30 years of it now. Yeah. Um, and and it's the greatest job you can possibly have. I think I'm going to commentate on 70 games this uh, wow. who, who want to earn their living? Doing that, and and in, you know, it's something that I, I I love, and you know, the last seven years has been covering Birmingham City. You lot know that's never dull. Um, <laughs> uh, but but I, I get the club. I, you know, it was my dad's club. He cared about them, and the fact that it's you know, when there's success for Blues, right? It means a whole lot more because of the weight. To be honest, you know, it's, it's not no nobody supports Blues for the glory. No. You know, Nah. It, it, it's pride, it's passion, yeah. it's in your blood. And so covering blues is, is just, as much as it's been irritating as well for the reasons that you, you've all lived with, with the owners and the frustrations, but it, it's just great. And, and to be able to you know, talk about them with you guys today is a, is a privilege as well. well Richard, yeah. listen, listen to this, Richard. Right, Lee Malin has just written a, a little affidavit to you. Right, here you go. I think Richard has the best commentator's voice since the late pair, but Utterly fantastic, Brian Moore and Hugh Johns. Wow. wow. That's very that, fine. That's very fine. That, yeah. that has just come through from Lee Malin. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I remember Hugh Johns as a child, right? Sunday afternoon, star oh, soccer, yeah. and all this, that, and the other. An iconic voice. Iconic. Yeah. Um, who, who was the guy who used to wear the big sheepskin coats as well? Iconic voice. Iconic voice. Right. You have just been put up there with those people. <laughs> well, well, well I, I don't belong there, but, but actually, while I'm on it, while I'm on it, and very kind of Lee to say that, but my hero was Peter Jones on the radio, on, on Radio yes. 2, when he used to switch on in a midweek, midweek evening, not even knowing whether the football was going to be on or not, and you heard him, and his, 
I mean, his description of the events at Hillsborough, as tragic as they were, mm-hmm. yeah, has made yeah, me yeah, yeah. fall in love even more with radio because he summed up that day with a dignity that, that I could never even dream of doing. But, mm-hmm. but he, you know, lying in bed as a like, nine-year-old listening to the football, trying to stay up late when you my family wanted you to be asleep, listening to him was just unbelievable. Another iconic voice, Tom Ross, of course. Friend of the show. He's been on many times. Good old Tom Ross. Love him. Love him to bits. He's 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 amazing. He's brilliant. He's wonderful. But what, yeah, Richard, would you would you sort of is it, is it have you got aspirations to be on the TV commentating on football as well? No, no, no. I mean that's past me by anyway. I'm, I'm in my fifties and I love radio. And the reason I love radio is it's always more immediate. There's the excitement. I mean, we've been blessed over the years on BBC Radio WM having the goal horn. The goal horn is one of those things just appears <laughs> on you. Oh, who is it? Who's gone? Who's gone? Who is it? Exactly. Oh, oh no, it's Warsaw. It's Warsaw. You can go wherever the story is happening in the, in the click of a switch. <laughs> yeah. That is quality. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, problem. Are you. Are you, are you sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, go on. Mark, after you, sir. I'm going to say problem with the goal horn. We just do that for a shot on target these days. <laughs> oh, see, that's not that's not fair. Until the weekend, they've been averaging about you know about 1.7 goals per game since January. It's been a lot better. I mean, yeah. I've almost forgotten that Itor Karanka was ever here. <laughs> yeah, Nicholas Walsbury, bless him, just said Jordan Graham's a good player and Pedersen's yeah. up and down. I'm, I've got I've, I've got to say that Jordan Graham. He's my player of the season. I think he's played out of position and, and he's played so well every time he's mm. played. You know, and um, it w- probably would have been Sarkic if he hadn't got injured the way he was playing before he got injured. Now, yeah, yeah. Jordan Graham is my player of the season. Really? The only problem I've got with Graham, I don't know if you saw it at the weekend, he's got chances to, he almost wants to hold back and I know he's playing at wing back most of the time, but he's meant to be a winger normally, isn't he? So he should yeah. have the legs on him to get forward, but he, he almost hesitates to get forward. Which is yeah. which is quite annoying at times because we could he launch something crossing, forward. When he does put a cross, you know, it's usually a good one, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. that's the only problem. He does the same thing every time. He always cuts out anti outside to try and whip it in. Yeah. So mm. the defender knows what he's doing at that point. Yeah. More accolades oh, coming in. Here we go. Uh, from Violet Stone, there are some really dull commentators these days, but the likes of Richard and Tom, uh, there are voices you could listen to all day long. Fantastic. Keep right on. Yeah. Superb. If I've got one thing in common with Tom is I just love doing the job. Yeah. And, and that's why he's still doing it at his age because... It oozes out of him, doesn't it? It's in his blood. It's in his blood. It yeah. oozes out of him. You know, it does, yeah. you, could, you, could, you, could, you could go to the blues, right? Go, go to the back of R8 and the steps that he goes up into the, the, the Wiseman area. And, stuff, and you, could, you could just pick buckets full up of love and blues out of the streets, wouldn't you? Mm. Definitely. Brilliant. Love him. A bit surreal on Saturday going to the game with the amount of coverage we was getting on WM because uh, obviously I think we were, there was only one of one of two other teams playing in the West Midlands I think on Saturday. Yeah. There's not been no shortage of coverage in the last seven years. Trust me. No, trust no, me. no. <laughs> you know, that's and, all right. And, 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 which other clubs managing director have you heard come and do a phone in in recent years? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm 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 doing my best to I, I you know. We're in a patch where it's very congested. I'm fighting to make sure that Blues get the coverage that, that you need on, on BBC yeah, and yeah. WM. So, it, you know. it was, it was, all I was saying was, I think, you know, there wasn't many other teams playing, was there? Because obviously them up the road played, I think it was, well, they played Sunday, didn't they, yesterday? Yeah. And, 
There was only Bustos and Coventry playing, weren't there? Coventry, yeah. Warsaw. Warsaw played. Did they? Right, OK. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, t- my so, train was full of Sutton United supporters. Right. <laughs> Amazing. Hang on, hang on. Whoa, 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 hang on. Full. <laughs> full. <laughs> there was a lot of them. Uh, yeah. Richard, what's George Lavin doing nowadays, mate? That's a very good question. I, I couldn't tell you. Um, right, okay. And I, what football I, team I, did, I, did he actually I, I, support? I, 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 I never worked with George. That's the thing. I, oh, I right, knew because okay. he was across the divide, if you like. So I spent all my time working with Franksy. But I did see a picture of George that made it look like he was a steward of a bowls club or something like that somewhere. Oh. So I, I don't know whether that's what he's no genuinely in recent weeks on social media, and it, it surprised me because that keeps him involved with sport, doesn't it? Yeah. He, he was he was a good he was he was really good to me. So uh, yeah, I just he, he, he was time. he was. You know, again, another great voice, right? You could listen to him and he was intelligent and, uh, you know, he, 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 and Birmingham City fans were really, well, not ringing in, but saying, oh, why don't you talk about the blues? Well, ring in. It's, it's a phone in. Ring in. It's a phone in. Ring in. Have your say. Have your voice. And I've rung in quite a few times, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm just counting. I had, I had 10 phone callers on air on the phone in this evening. Five right. were blues. So we're, we're cracking it. We're getting there. <laughs> they've got if, if Richard, if they don't ring in, they ain't going to hear the voice, are they? That's it. No. Simple. Oh, no, no. Simple. The, the, the thing that so, got me last week. Inundate Richard Wilkins yeah. next week with Birmingham City phone calls. I want thousands of you to but block the BBC network and be done with but, it. No, but here's the thing. Last week, so Ian Dutton comes on as managing director. Now, whatever mm-hmm. people are thinking at the moment about the owners or whatever, this is a positive. And, yeah. you know, a few of the usual people have rung in and a few new voices have rung in and we got 10 or 11 calls through on air. And then on social media, you've got all these people saying, oh, well, the questions were rubbish. The question was rubbish. You could have asked a question themselves. But Go they'll sit, pick they'll the sit phone at home. Pick yeah, exactly. Phone you know, if you're not Give happy me three with the questions, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it might be that somebody wants to moan about not getting a Peaky Blinders scarf because that matters oh, to them. Oh, <laughs> that was yeah. funny. Oh, on that one. <laughs> uh, on, a, on, a, on a slightly different note, can we please... Stop throwing projectiles on the pitch at Birmingham City Football Club, please. Mm. Yes. It's not good. It doesn't do anything for the cause, nothing whatsoever. Stop it. Thank you. On to the next one. Craig, Craig, um, you've got a question. Oh, wow. It's more of a shout-out to everybody that's listening. So um, we have two tickets for tomorrow evening that have been very kindly donated to us. Um, and uh, it's come from one of our listeners, um, oh. and uh, it's uh, it was they're a season ticket holder, but they've actually won tickets themselves and decided that they wanted to donate it to ourselves. So, thank you to Paul Lilly for the donation. But oh, what man. we're going to do is a, a competition, and uh, for, for those that are, are tuning in watching us at this present moment. I want you to uh, keep an eye out on the screens. And then by quarter to nine, can you message me on Facebook with who actually attended the show this evening? Because you will see some pictures changing over and some characters showing on screen. And all I want to know is who replaced the lads from the Tilton? And if you let me know, I will then choose a winner for those two tickets for tomorrow evening. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, everybody. Richard, what's your take on, on the stadium situation? 
Um, well, look, I was relieved when they held the event where I know, you know, again, controversy, a selected mm-hmm. number of fans went to see it, but that presentation could have been done six months earlier. Yeah. Uh, if they'd put on the website the pictures of the mess underneath the lower tilt and the lower cop, then I think we'd all have understood better that it wasn't humanly possible to clear those um, without, you know, major, major structural work. Um, mm-hmm. I believe they're going to put out a newsletter at the end of this week that will give further clarification. Hopefully, everything will be done early next season. I doubt they'll hit the start mm-hmm. next season. But yeah, if, they've got, if they've got to lift all the concrete out to clear the rubble that was underneath, then then that's fair enough. It is an issue they've inherited. It could have been sorted a little bit quicker, but I'm not sure it could have been done really, really quickly, um, given that we were in COVID at the time. But I think there was a little bit of stalling by the old chief executive. But I, I do honestly believe that they are determined to get this done and to get everybody back in there proper seats as quickly as possible. But it's, you know it's what, I, 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 speak, I speak to people on a daily basis, right? And I've, I've got Birmingham City tattoos on my arm. I don't know whether you can see that, blah, blah, blah. There's yeah. Bobra me, right? And they'll come into work and they'll say, oh, blue nose, you're a dirty blue nose. And I'll, I'll give them a bit of banter back, you know what I mean? And uh, what's going on with your stadium? Well, so, well, apparently all the rubble and rubbish from the other one was just left underneath there and everything's rotted away. I don't get why the builders of the new stadium haven't been held responsible for it. Do they still exist? I have one theory on that. The guarantee for whatever time has elapsed. You know, we're not insured anymore, basically. You know, whoever built it gave it a 25-year guarantee and it's 27 years now. Do we know the company that built it? Let's name and shame them, because I don't care. Um, it was the same company that built Stoke and Middlesbrough and Sunderland and all these places. Yeah. You've got to maintain it, haven't you, as you go? You know, of course. You have to, you have to have yeah, but Paul, paid. Paul, sorry, mate, Paul, you don't build a stadium on top of rubble. On the, everything, that, all that asbestos and everything that came down from the old cop. Right, and all the, the, the wee, the wee sudden steps and everything have just been left under there for donkeys yours, mate. Huh? You don't, you know, you've got to do a professional job if you're if you're going to get paid for it, surely. I don't claim to, I don't claim to a building expert, but you know, I don't. I'm not sure if it, I'm not sure if they've just left the old stand there and built on top of it, though. To be honest, I think they, you know, from seeing old photos, I think it, no, they, not, they destroyed it, but they built it on top of the rubble, left the rubble there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, to be honest. But... Mm, no, no, I, I don't know, and I'm not a professional, so... Yeah. yeah but know. it saddens me, it saddens me that Birmingham City, right, second biggest city in the country, yeah, we can't even open half our stadium, and them up the road yeah, are going to rebuild. Let's just think that it could have been worse. Yeah. Uh, we, no, 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 nothing tragic's happened that mm. it's put up. Um, Absolutely. No, I, I, mate, I'll uh, get that, I promise you. And, and also, as well, we've picked it up now and we're moving forward with it. And, they're, you know, they're going to get it all sorted out. So let's just move. Let's just think forward rather than back with it. I'm, I'm thinking forward, Paul. But the club have to keep us updated and they're not doing it. Well, I think they are, though, aren't they? And I say, there was, Ian mm. updated us last week, talked about it. And yeah. they are putting out a newsletter this week that was promised it would be by the end of this week. So you can judge on whether they do that. Um, yeah. and, and and when something starts, you'll see something start. I wouldn't be surprised if before the end of the season, you mm-hmm. see a little section that's lifted off 
as they as they try to see whether that's going to work. Because what they don't know yet is if they lift the concrete structure, the steps out, as to whether that's going to fall apart or whether they're better reuse it. And that's going to be one of the keys in terms of the time scale. But 25 yeah. years, 25 years, 27 years, sorry. And yet the main stand is still standing. It had a little bit of roof blown off in a Wolves game once a long time yeah, ago, yeah. but it's still there. <laughs> well, the main, there for, the main stand's been there for 116 years. No, the main, the main yeah. stand will be there for another 516 years. It was built in 1954. It was, that yeah, 54. 1906, sorry. No, 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 no. no the one that got burned down in the war was before that one. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. No, it needs, to, needs to be knocked down, to be honest. No. He does. No, you, I mean, you're of... really going to upset Ray Obro. You're going to upset Ray Obro. I really Obro. don't care. I don't but care. That was Chris Brown's statement, not mine, Ray. It was, I know I owe you a pint, mate, and I'll give it you as soon as I see you. <laughs> but that was Chris Brown's statement, not mine. <laughs> it is a dinosaur, though, isn't it, when you look at the stadium, you know, the, 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 the railway end and the copper tilt are, you know, are okay on the eye, whereas you've got that stand there, it's... It's just an eyesore, isn't it? It's okay on the eye, but not okay on the structure. It's <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a... just, just on the points of the, the stadium and, and being yeah. kept up to date, I guess the one thing for myself is what I want to hear is actually what's going to happen. What I don't want to hear is we're still waiting because that sows the seed of doubt that Absolutely. something is going to happen. 100%. So I think of a wait another couple of weeks and here, ladies and gents, we've not only got a person, but this is what's going to happen. Or, and, you or know, Craig, yeah. we've, 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 we've now secured the first part of the tilt and we're working on the second. That's what we want to understand, right? What, you know, oh man, it's our home. Huh? I think that came out from Ian last week, though, was that we've not only got the project manager, but we've now secured a party to do the work. The next part is tell the fans what's actually going to happen. Yeah, and and yeah. Richard, I think you're right. You know, two reasons why I think we'll see a little bit being removed. Your point exactly, but also show the people. Yeah. But it is a question from me. Would we rather wait another three or four months or even six to eight months and have safe standing? Or would we rather have it resolved quicker and have just seats again? Safe standing any day of the week. Hey, I'll tell you what, give me the old cock back, crying out loud. <laughs> when I was a boy. <laughs> uh, apparently, yeah. apparently people were there today doing investigative works. No, I'm sure, look, Chris, I'm sure things are going on, right? Mm. But the club did promise us, was it three weeks ago, that we're going to have an update? And we haven't had that proper, a proper update, uh, right? I think, proper... Craig can, I think Craig can answer that. Go on, yeah, out, Craig. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, sorry, go on, Craig. No, I was, I was just going to say, Ian, Ian came across on, on the show with Richard last week and gave, you know, as much update as he could at that point in time. Um, we, we've we've been in touch to try and find out, because quite right, as you raised last week, Nick, you know, we need to hear. <laughs> and, and I think what we will get within the next couple of weeks is more of an update. But yeah. I think it does, again, come down to that. If they drip clean information, all it's going to do is royal people. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. As it was. So, so why? So why? Why then, Craig? Don't we come up with a plan? <clears throat> so why, why don't we come up with a plan where every two weeks there's an official update? An mm. official update every two well, weeks, 
right. All you're arguing about update, is time, though. In writing, uh, sorry. All you're arguing about is timing. They've said they're going to update once a month. You yeah. said it's been three weeks. Well, guess what? They've said there's going to be an update at the end of this week. So, <laughs> yeah. so re- really, all you're quibbling about is... Yeah, but they, no, they, yeah. What, they said, Richard, they were going to update us three weeks ago, and that hasn't happened. It didn't all, happen. All I know is I've got a lot more faith now with Ian Dutton as the MD. Yes, I have, I have, Paul. I promise you. Yeah. Yeah. Craig, are we allowed to tell people that Ian's coming on the show? Or should you not tell people yet? No, you shouldn't <laughs> tell anybody. It's a secret. <laughs> okay. It's a slight, slight hit. Um, no, we we have we've been in touch with with Ian and um, following on from that the, the show on WM last week, we have asked Ian to to join us uh, on Tilt and Talk. Uh, we are working on some dates at this present moment, and Ian is is hopeful that not only himself but but maybe some other people from the management will also join us for Great that particular God, show. Great God! Um, and, 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 and do you know what, Craig? That is amazing because me, you, Chris Brown, we, we started this eleven years ago. We have had no interaction with our football club whatsoever, right? Our highest audience, 97,600, I remember it well, right? <laughs> Around the world, even in Warrington. People in Warrington listen to and us, crew, right? crew, yeah. Yeah. And crew, yeah. That's yeah. a nice place, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. They should embrace us, right? Because we're... And, and Richard, I'm really not being disrespectful here. We are not a WM. We are fans. We are fans, right? And we speak our minds. And I'm sure you do as well, mate. But, like... Not only do we speak our minds, people on the shout box speak their minds as well. And we, we ask the questions for Unfortunately. Them. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm either going to take offence to that because I think it's really important what you're doing. Really important because... Oh, bless you. That's really kind, mate. ...with a club. And I think the fact that Ian will come is brilliant because it's, it's, it's he's backing up his words with actions, yep. which, which, you know, and this needs to continue. You know, it'll be judged in 12 months' time if the club are still doing that and if they're still reaching out, then that's where they're really going to be making a difference. But but he should, because you'll deal with him in a respectful way as well. Of course. They, you've no got 11 to years you. under your belts that people know that you're going to treat them with respect. So mm. I, I No, dif- no different to you, no different to Robbie Savage, no different to Lee Bowie when we interviewed him. Um, oh, oh, by the way, Richard is a story for you. Uh, Chris Brown, I'm not going to take credit for <laughs> Chris Brown asked, asked Lee Bowyer he said um, this was a week before he was employed by Blues he said uh, if the chance ever came back to manage Birmingham City Football Club would you take it up and he said never say never and then I replied I'll see you in a week one week later that man was Birmingham City as manager Woo-hoo! we're having that we're having that we're having that, that. <laughs> sorry Paul that's that's team effort, mate. That's not me and Chris. That's team effort. I don't do me, and I don't do you. Can you get Matty Sarkic on as next week's guest? Then? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Paul. Come on, Paul. I was just saying, but they, um, if you're wondering why we're speaking to us a week before he was in pod, it's because it was the 10th anniversary of the Carling Club last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a great was show. That was. But we had him yeah. and Roger Johnson on, yeah. So that was a great show. Yeah, it was a great show. You oh, you, you, <laughs> we are the Daleks. <laughs> your, your mic's going. Your mic's going strange. <laughs> oh, Richard, we did tell you it was going to be relaxed, didn't we? There's no, there's yeah. no pressure on this show, mate. We're, we're just, we're just people. 
We're just people that love our football club, right? And love our football family. And we're all friends together. Now, I know she's a bit older. It probably took her a while to get here. But Auntie Linda came up to see me on Sunday. Me and she, oh, Shaz, right? And she brought little Jack with her. And I cooked dinner. Well, most of it. Sharon did the taters because I was knackered. Yeah. Tired. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Can't say knackered. Uh, and I'm disturbed to say that Jack's was sitting beside me, here, here, literally here, right? Jack was sitting here, huh? there, and he said, my mum watches the Villa games. Huh? My, oh. my, my nan, sorry, my nan watches the Villa games. Oh, no. That's Auntie Linda. That's Auntie Linda. And Jack, Jack, right, I, I go, okay, I, I cooked... I cooked a pork joint in the slow cooker for, I think it was nearly 16 hours, right? Bay leaves, herbs, French mustard all over it, two pints of cider in it. And Jack, <laughs> that's the best meat I've ever tasted in my life. Now, when I make it, when I make, ah, some people call it gravy. I will call it a sauce because I think it's more, <laughs> a little more professional than gravy, right? Oh, gravy, I've got all this, oh, it was like, Jack kept calling it gravy. He wouldn't have it that it's a sauce. Mm. Mm. But how Ugh. nice, how nice of those two lovely people to come up here and spend a day with us. Um, uh, uh, and they're just, again, this is what it is. It's family. It's part of your family. <laughs> 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 sorry, Chris. Sorry, Chris. The set's just bowed down. <laughs> it's not oh, can see me hand up. <laughs> You got, you got a couple of questions there from Richard, haven't you, from Adam? Oh, I certainly have, yeah. Okay, Richard is the first one. I, I hope um, they're not about cooking after what I just no. did. <laughs> oh, I switched off anyway. Um, uh, what was the first com first game you commented on? That's the first question. First game I commentated on? Yeah. Uh, commentated, not commented. Yeah. Commentated. Com he's commentated. He's it's only my, got one job, Richard. It's my, one. Yeah, it's my writing. There's a lot of syllables in that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first Blues game I commentated on was a, an away win at Plymouth, uh, which I did with Adrian Goldberg. Uh, I wouldn't let him drive. Uh, and, Why? Uh, Why? Why? He only just, just passed his <clears> test. All right. He, 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 dro he drove with his glasses up against the windscreen at that oh point. A much better driver now. <laughs> um, Steve Claridge certainly got at least one of the goals on that occasion, but I think it, it was, was it a promotion season? It was the season yeah. that the Blues went up under Barry Fry. Yeah, that was my first Blues commentary game. And also, this is a good question as well, what was the most awkward interview you did? Most awkward interview? Oh, gosh. Please there are, the player. There are no. Oh, well, I was going to kind of stick with Blues. I mean, I mean, there have been some awkward ones with with managers of other clubs at times. Actually, the, the one with Blues that was both awkward and great at the same time was with Steve Cottrell. Um, oh, after, after that, oh, an oh, awful, surprise. awful performance at Barnsley, the away defeat at Barnsley in December, and uh, and I asked him the question: Having seen that performance today, are you still convinced that you're the man? that can get this team out of trouble. And he just stared at me. And we, we actually timed the silence. The silence was eight seconds. And off the back of it, I said, I'll take that as a yes then. And then he gave me a perfectly good answer. 
But all the other journalists, and, and it was one of these scrums at Barnsley, where all the all the local South Yorkshire guys are there thinking, oh, there's going to be trouble here. But actually, you know, it worked really well. And when I sent the interview back to play on the programme, I said, keep that silence, because it was the best part of the interview, frankly. It made more sense. <laughs> <laughs> what, was it like interviewing, what was it like interviewing Don, Richard? Because you did, obviously, you've interviewed Don, haven't you? Interviewing interview Don, that was... Yeah, it took three years to persuade him to do it. Um, it's interesting because, you know, people, people like to say, oh, Richard was Dong's friend. No, I just didn't fall out with him. So I was the, the one journalist that he talked to, uh, which meant taking phone calls when he was feeling miserable at weekends or stuff like that. Because I think it's really important that somebody's got a line of communication with whoever's running the club at the time. And it wasn't easy to get along with him. But eventually, I think things had got so low for him that he felt the need to do the interview because they, they were, they were the issues with the stadium were one of the things. Um, and I knew that his patience would run out after about 20 minutes. So, you know, I appreciate you'll always get criticised for the questions that you ask in a situation like that. But I wanted to get through as many different areas as I could, knowing that I'm going to do it in 15 or 16 minutes. The, the thing that, that the, the reward at the end was bizarrely the fact that he got into trouble, didn't he? Because he gave very specific numbers about the projected profit and loss and that sort of thing. And uh, they ended up, Birmingham Sports Holdings ended up getting a, their wrist slapped by the Hong Kong Stock Exchange for what he said in the interview, but he was determined to say it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just know that you're on a hiding to nothing when you're interviewing somebody like that because I can't ask the questions in the way that a lot of Blues fans would want to do it because he'd just shut up. You know, yeah. you'd lose. After two minutes, it'd be, right, I'm not doing any more of this. So, so it was, it's a difficult thing to do, but at least... Somebody finally answered some questions, but that took three years. So the difference between that and what you're experiencing now with, with Ian Dutton being open as MD, with Craig Gardner being very open as technical director as well, with Troy joining him at Yardley, I mean, it is, it's a huge difference. Again, if they can sustain it, it's a positive. You know what, Richard? Richard, we're getting, we're, getting, we're getting Birmingham City people back in Birmingham City jobs. Yeah. Right. And then they, they took them out about three or three, four years ago, whatever. Right. But we're now getting people who've got Birmingham City Football Club at heart working for the club. Which, yeah, puts, us back. which puts us nicely on to the employment of Paul Tate as player mentor, which is yeah. a great yeah, what a great, what a great Brilliant. appointment! What a great, what a great role for everything. What a nice bloke as well. What a nice oh, he's, he's a great, he's a great bloke. Tatey Reborn, Tatey Reborn, hello. You know what? If there's if there's, if there's an ex, ex player that deserves, uh, deserves that role, it's got to be Tatey. Right, Richard, had, Richard, go on, Paul. If Ian Dutton's listening to this, I want them replica T-shirts from 1995. <laughs> 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 Tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah. we well, nice like. prices. <laughs> 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 you want to talk, you are. Right, Richard, 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 I'm going to slightly change tack a little bit now, right? Oh, okay, no. with, with the things that are going on around the world and, and the sanctions that have been put on uh, Russian billionaires, um, which, however, this country allowed that to happen, that's another question for another day, perhaps. Chelsea Football Club have been sanctioned from top to bottom. They can't sell tickets, they can't sell merchandise. And the Football League and the Premier League have said they're going to clamp down on ownership of football clubs so that we know who owns our football club. 
we don't know who owns our football club. There's bits here, there's bits there, there's bits everywhere. How can we solve this problem? Yeah, it's almost impossible, isn't it? Because because yeah. things have gone too far that way in that the money, the way that the, the Premier League has exploded and the fact that it's the, the richest league in the world, mm-hmm. you can't move all these owners on. You can't reclaim clubs just, just because you know, the government's decided, well, this is no longer a good thing because people have invested huge amounts of money. But it is a really untidy situation. Fans need to have a voice. Because when these things happen, you know, we can all think, well, Chelsea, they've enjoyed the wealth of Abramovich for all these years. Mm. They've won all these titles because of this dirty cash from Russia. But the people actually are going to be hurt are the fans. It always is the fans, whether it's what's going on at Derby County now, whether it's what happened at Berry, They're all very different circumstances. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you get rid of owners like that. I don't know how you necessarily get clarity. Blues aren't the only club that it's hard to work out. Who really holds the purse strings? Oh God, no! I agree. I agree totally. But but you know what? We've only got blues at art, really, yeah, right? Exactly. And and when we look at when we look at a barber, my son's a barber, right? My son has got a barber shop in Derby, right? My son is a barber. He could not afford to buy Birmingham City Football Club for eighty-two million quid. No. Where the hell was the checks and balances put in? And who should be responsible for it? But but who can? The EFL can't. The EFL is a tiny organisation. It really is. They just haven't got people that can do things like that. If you've got the cash, you're in. And that, that's been the way for a huge number of years, hasn't it? And, and yeah. again, how, how do you change that? As long as you can prove you've got funds until the end of the season and you put the cash in. And, and you know, I would share many of the misgivings about the current owners that, that you guys have. Absolutely would. However, there are one or two things that, that we shouldn't also forget in that, you know, in terms of whether they're legitimate or not, they spent two years putting money into this club before they owned it to try and get through the voluntary administration period to untangle the mess left behind by the previous owners. Who, whatever they achieved with the Carling Cup and going to Europe were certainly no better and probably worse because, you know, proven to be criminal and that element within it. So, so we mustn't forget that those two years that they invested time-wise and money-wise before the takeover tells us that they've got to be reasonably serious about what they're doing. What so it was dirty money. Are, dirty money. But, but, the, but the current owners, we've got no idea whether it is or not. We don't mm. know where the money's come from. Yeah, I know, I get you. Yeah. And, and, and that's the difficulty, and that's what's so frustrating. And, and when you see Daniel Ivory digging deep and trying to find out things in, in the way that he's done so extraordinarily well over the years, and, mm. and he finds lots of dead ends as well. I, it would be great to have clarity, but I don't know how the government enforced that because Blues would still say, well, look at Von Peck, Paul Schwen, they own the vast majority of the club, but they've got no interest in football. It would be lovely to know from somebody senior, somebody above Ian Dutton, somebody above Edward and Shane who are here because, because mm-hmm. they're not in any power, what their actual intention is for Birmingham City Football Club. You know, and, and not just saying, we want to be in the Premier League. What, 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 what is the intention and what is your exit strategy? Richard, do you know what? From every single Birmingham City fan up and down this country, we just want our club back. That's all. Nothing else, nothing more. We want our club back running as a business, as, you know what, like back in the 70s, we knew who the chairman was. Chairman's never used to speak back then, not ever, right? No. But we knew who they were. And we knew what the club was about. We knew what the strategic approaches was and one thing or another. But like now, it's just like, what? Who, own, 
Who owns the corner flags? I ain't got a clue. Mm. Did anyone try the, um, and this is to all our viewers, did anyone try the street food at the stadium on Saturday? And if you did, just put your rating out of 10 in the comments. Mm. Uh, tell us Josh, what you are rating out of 10. Because um, to me, I've only seen pictures of it, but it looked uh, delicious to me. Smelled nice. I didn't get around spine on it, but um, I'm a bit tight. <laughs> <laughs> all, well, all, all well and good, but sorry, football is about burgers, not dogs. Yeah. Greek street food at football <laughs> is a disgrace. I want pork pies. I want sausages, and I want beef burgers, mate. Nothing else. Crazy. Uh, anyway, isn't it still? Go on, Paul. Say it again. I was just saying all that's still in the kiosk. This was just the stands outside the yeah. stadium. Put outside. Yeah. Put one outside each stand, haven't they? Yeah, but why? Why? Why take away? All of our burger stalls outside, and it's it's part of the experience. You know, you you, you arrive, you, you park your car, and then you can hear the crowd. You walk up, and then you can smell the burgers, and then you can hear. Um, so, so this, this from the man who insists on calling his gravy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have it both ways. <laughs> oh, Wilford, you've done me. <laughs> that was a will. That was a will bomb. <laughs> a wolf, a wolf. <laughs> uh, Richard, we've actually had oh my God. quite a few comments coming through and questions as well on the shout box, but one to shout out here. So um, listening to the, the interview with Ian, the first caller that came through last week was a, a gentleman who quite rightly was, was highlighting the concerns in and around the disability mm. area and experience. Yeah. That, yeah. One particular Ooh. one that stands out, the toilets. Yeah. Well, there's been uh, some feedback on this to say the club definitely listen because on, on Saturday, not only were they a lot better in terms of cleanliness, but all the lights had been fixed and the different areas raised had been worked on. So, again, it's an example of they come on, they make a promise, and Ian's taken that away and, and got it completed. Oh, what a good Craig. Why should they be like that in the first place? And why, 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 why should our disabled supporters be made to sit at the front of that stadium in the rain? Disgraceful from any football club. And Cardiff were the worst when I was there. Man, I've still, I've still got the poncho in my bedroom, I, I promise you. I had to laugh at the, um, before the game, I, we got there about sort of 20 past two and there wasn't many in then. And I was sort of speaking to my dad and, and a friend of my dad's as well, just leaning up against the railings in the club. You know, just above the bottom tier. And the K2 guy comes up to me and says, you can't lean on there, mate. So I said, oh, okay, no worries. So I've, I've stood up. Really? Whole of the, game, the whole of the game, the guy who told me I couldn't lean against the railings was leaning against the railings. Watch it again. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Why, 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 Paul, did you not photograph him? I couldn't. I, I, I couldn't. <laughs> I was watching the game, Nick. I was too busy with the exciting match. It was, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And, well, and the street food. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Take your street food and shove it, right? Bring back our burgers, our hot dogs, and our pies. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ray, Ray, Ray said uh, the next thing will be moaning about paying £9 for a wrap. Oh, my God. Oh, a wrap. Oh, Ray, how posh are you? I bet you get out of the bath of a wee in the sink every week. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Richard, have you done your 1 to 11, mate? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, time's oh, pressing. 
yeah. Well, 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 no, no, it's, it's important that we don't hang Craig out to dry and say that you forgot to tell me to do it. I mean, because no, 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 no. <laughs> that'd be wrong. That would just wrong. be wrong. So, so do, you, do you judge this as it goes along? Do you want it done slowly or do you want it done quickly? So your, own speed, your own speed. Maybe, maybe tell us about your favourite players as you go. I mean, I know they're all your favourite players, but the real standout ones, maybe, you know, and then... Mm. It's, 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 an, it, it's an eclectic mix, you know what I mean? So, yeah. oh, so uh, in goal, um, over all the years from when I first saw a game in 77, the, the one that I've enjoyed most is Ian Bennett. Um, yeah, without I, 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 I love Benno. One of my favourite stories was turning up on deadline day when the club were training at the civil service ground at Elmden. Yeah. And uh, and I was hoping to talk to Ian Bennett that day, but he'd been linked with a move. And Barry Fry was there. And I said to Barry, is, is Benno here? Can I have a chat with He said, oh, he's not here today. I said, well, where is he? He said, well, there's a bit of interest in him, so I've bunged him 500 quid and sent him to the races. <laughs> so just, just the perfect way to deal with deadline day. But, but I just thought, if he'd been two inches, three inches taller, he probably would have been a Premier League goalkeeper for quite a long time. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, so that's where I'm going there. Um, my two fullbacks, and I reckon these are probably quite popular with people that you have on the show, um, but it tells you a little bit about the time that I was going down a lot with my dad and standing on the cop, would be David Langan and Mark Dennis. Uh, I think, I mean, David Langan, just the classiest fullback that, that I've seen in a blue shirt, really, um, and getting up and down the flank. And Mark Dennis, we all know what he could have been. You know, just, just if he hadn't had the reputation he had, he was as good a left back as there was in the country at the time. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable player. So, so those two are there for me. Um, one of the centre backs is from the same era, but the other one who I'm having captain the side is Kenny Cunningham. Oh, who, what a um, player! Just, just, just player. Yeah, oh, that's a great description. Actually, I wish I'd said that. Uh, yeah, he was. He was. He, he, he made the game look easy because he read it, and he was he was mentally two yards ahead of the attacking team. Uh, but I'd pair him with Colin Todd, who I know wasn't with Blues for long. But again, it was a real formative time for me watching football. And uh, and to have him at that point in his career w- was just tremendous. So uh, so he fits in my back four. Um, centre mid, hard not to pick Barry Ferguson. Oh, um, you know, I, I just, you know, you've got to have somebody from the Carling Cup triumph. And I think he was, he was the best of the midfielders in that group. Uh, but I'm pairing him with Kevin Dillon, who... Uh, is another player who I think if he'd played for more fashionable clubs would have got a bit of a nod when it came to England. I think you know, ter- terrific. I like wide players, and unfortunately, I've got two who are right footed. But um, Alan Ainsco got me off my seat, or well, not off my seat, I was on the terrace, but, but but had me jumping up and down more than most wingers that I've seen at Blues. But also, I've got a real soft spot for Chris Burke. Uh, and again, it's to have somebody associated with the European campaign, um, I think he's quite fitting. And I think Chris Burke was. was a terrific player at a time when, when Blues actually financially didn't have an awful lot to, to invest. Um, and then a front two, and again, it shows when my dad was bringing me down for one of them, which is, you know, I can't not include Frank Worthington. Um, I was about nine years of age when he started playing for Blues and it opened my eyes to the way that the game can actually be played. Um, but I am going to pair him with the one modern player on my list, not currently with the club, but Shay Adams. Now, Shay Adams, for me... Um, is a great example of what hard work achieves in that he had a summer, rededicated himself to the game, moved to the city, got himself down the gym, worked really hard with James Beattie in pre-season and became the Premier League and international striker that he is now. And I admire that in somebody. And and I just also remember that goal, a brilliant goal he scored at Swansea on transfer deadline night, where he kisses the badge to say, I'm staying here till the end of the season. 
because he knew that they were under pressure to sell him. He, they knew, yeah. he knew that the EFL wanted him to go there and then, but the club made more money because he stayed till the summer. So yeah. a lot of respect for what Shea Adams did, both on and off the pitch for Blues. Yeah, I've, I've been crying out for James Beattie to come back and, and work with these players we've got now as an attacking coach because that was our high-scoring season um, since the Chris Hewton campaign, you know, where Gary Monk was here for that season with James Beattie. Yeah. Where, where is James Beattie at the moment? He is working. Still on guarding, at the moment. Wigan, and, uh, yeah. yeah. They scored a lot of goals, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Rich, captain, captain is Kenny Cunningham captain, is he? Yeah, I've gone with Kenny Cunningham over Barry Ferguson. I just, I just think um, Kenny's somebody just led by example. There was, so, there was something about him uh, as a character, as a personality, that you would follow him into the trenches. So, yeah. Um, ah, yeah. Again, this is this is just a generational thing. But the most entertaining football that I've seen Blues play was under Jim Smith. Okay. Yeah, me too. Just, just, I just loved that team. They, yeah. they were a great side to watch. And I remember the, you know, the two Dutch wingers who came under him, Brocken and Van Mierlo as well. Um, they were already there briefly, but you know, with Worthington and Watmore, there were some, some terrific times under Jim. But just yeah. coming back, yeah. back onto Chris Burke, I saw an advert that the Flying Scotsman's coming to Birmingham at some point, and I thought, wow, is Chris Burke coming back? He's <laughs> <laughs> still, play? still, still playing, isn't he? Yes. He's Michael Woods has asked Richard, who's your manager? Yeah, I just, just said there, Jim Smith. Jim Thank Smith. People. Sorry, I answered for you then, Richard. I know, I know the answer. Well, it's, well, it's still true. It means you were paying attention, which is which is good. You know, oh, yeah. I'll take that. It's very rare, but Nick was multitasking at the time. He was looking to <laughs> look, looking to see if he's got granules for next week's sauce. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you imagine actually, actually to be honest with you, I was picking my nose. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine though having having Berkey and Stan in the same squad? Las Reedus. Oh wow. Oh, yeah. Two old fashioned wingers, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Characters as well. well I, yeah. enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed Devlin and Lazaridis down the flanks and the Devs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and shall we do the squad game? Oh yeah! Oh, just before good, we do this, good, just before good. we do the squad game, I haven't got a, I haven't got a theme tune ready for that. Uh, please don't pick me. Don't pick <laughs> um, me. Just before that, a question for Richard, just coming from uh, Violet Stone. She says, um, "For all those great legends, what that have died and wore the shirt, if you could have one interview with them, any oh, of them, who would it be?" Cool. Uh, I, you know, I think it would probably for me be Gil Merrick. Um, partly because I, I seem to recall a story, and sadly my dad's not with us anymore, but I've got a feeling he ended up being my dad's PE teacher at some point at the end of his career. Oh, right. or, 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 there, there was some connection that I can't yeah. quite work out. But He was, I, but I, I, he was a physical instructor in the army, Gil was. Okay, that, that, that may yeah. be where the connection is. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I can't, can't ask my dad now, but, but I think you know, in terms of, of bygone heroes... I think Gil and I'm, I love goalkeepers, and you know I think Blues have had some tremendous goalkeepers over there. As much as I've chosen Benno, I, I, I love players like Jeff Whelan's when he was in goal, Tony Coton, David Seaman briefly. I mean, there have been so many great keepers. So I think it would be great to catch up with Gil. Mm. Wow. Mm. Lindsay's asking, Lindsay Marie's asking, who would Richard have as a statue at the ground? Me. <laughs> that, that that was a bizarre one when Ian Dutton was in last week when somebody reckoned you know they should have one of Harry Lauder which is it, it, it's, you know it's, kind, it's kind of all well and good absolutely but... brilliant that would be br- you know what Richard we should have about 10 statues all the way down the back of the car yeah 
That'd be idea. all right, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. You, you, you at the end with the bowl with the bowl of gravy. Exactly. <laughs> it's called sauce. Oh, please. sorry. Oh, it's not a jus. No. We've had one or two. We've one. We've had one or two playing centre half over the years. <laughs> <laughs> Next week's episode is sponsored by Bisto. <laughs> <laughs> of course, oh, ladies and gents, all the good products of gravy are available. Yeah. Uh, Paul <laughs> from Nick. Sauce. Sorry, sauce. <laughs> oh, where's, uh, where's Craig gone? He's he's his internet's knackered. It's up for oh. Nokia thirty three ten. He just can't get working. Thirty three ten. Paul, your oh, your video's gone off as well, Paul. Um, yeah, I'm just sorting out. I'm just sorting myself out for this squad game. Okay, <laughs> dokey. So do you want to do you want to tell um, Richard the rules? I forgot. Yeah. So all the rules. And we want you to tell us how many players you think you can name. But we'll, first, before we start doing that, who, who's, who's going up against him? Not me, not me, not me, not me. Come on, Mark. Come on, Mark. Have you had a go? I did the first one. Do you want me to do another one? Go on, no, no, no. I'm going, I'm going to go for Watto. Watto! Okay. Can, can you give me 71, 72 again? Because that. No. I could have got 70. You're not allowed to name. Um, I, was, yeah, I was fine last week. You're not allowed to name your season. Um, oh no! So, okay, so it's Richard up against uh, Alan then, and um, who wants to go? For, so who's going first? Uh, heads or tails? Chris, you got a coin? Oh, God, a coin. I'm, not, I'm not really a boy. Chris has got no money. He's poor. Okay, toss a shilling. Richard, uh, Richard, Richard, heads or tails? Uh, heads. It's tails. Okay, Alan, first or second? Uh, I'll go first. Get it over with. Get it out of the way. <laughs> so the season is. Season is 1994-95 season, which Richard mentioned earlier. On, that we got promoted under Barry. Hang Barry. on, mm-hmm. did we get promoted that year? We did. Yeah, 94, 94, 95. Alan, Barry Fry did the double. Oh, Barry Fry's too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that. So you got 30 seconds. I got 55 to pick from. How many? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so many players you think can name? Uh, well, I'm gonna be, I'll, I'll go. I'll go seven, just to be under. Yeah. Okay, so Richard, when did you all go? If you beat seven, obviously you've won. On the, but it's not the same season. I'm going to give you a different season. Which okay. I'll so, be grateful so, if I get any, but I'll get my season. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Chris, are you ready to time 30 seconds? On your marks, Alan. Get set, go. Uh, Cooper, Frayne, Ward, Francis, Hunt, um, Ricky Otto, uh, Paul Tate, um uh, Louis Dunaway, um, uh, 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 Steve Claridge. Um, uh, oh, I'm struggling. Um, five uh, seconds. Uh, five seconds. Think Four. of another one. Think of another one. Three, um, two, one. Regis. Oh yeah, he's got one in at the end there. Oh, we'll have uh, that one then. I yeah, think. give you that. So you got ten, Alan. Well done. Ten. Thank you. Hey, I got, I got it up to thirteen. <laughs> you got to beat ten, basically. Oh, you got to get ten, or you got to get. 11 or more, basically, to, to win. And if you get 10, obviously, it's a draw. So what was the relevance of him predicting seven? Was that just him throwing it away? Was... Yeah. <laughs> that was him yeah. being pessimistic. Exactly. Yeah. The last time I did it, I predicted 10 and only got four. Uh, yeah. I'll, be glad, I'll be glad I forget one, because I, I have terrible trouble aligning years with people. So, you know. Well, I said, get your excuses in first, uh, Richard. No, no, I, I, I just do. It's a sign of age. But what can I say? So, Richard, you've got 1906, 1907. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> he's a Richard. He's uh, more recent than Alan's was, and it's 2004-2005. Okay, so it's, it was when we were had a bit of a Galactico here in the Premier League um, when we signed players that you would never imagine putting on a blue shirt. Um, so yeah, how many drink you can now? I know one. Well, 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 yeah, I think the Galactico thing might have given us a bit of a clue, but uh, okay, I, I'm going to struggle horribly, horribly with this because I won't even know whether I'm right when I say one. Um, I, I don't know. I might get three or four, but I, I can't honestly. Four or five, long time ago, in it. Go for no. five. So yeah, so let's. If you get eleven, basically you've won, and obviously anything less than ten, and Alan's you'll won. have to tell me whether they're right as I go because I won't have a yeah, clue whether they are or not. On your marks, get set, go. Well, I'm presuming do Gary because you said Galactico, so maybe no, not. Gary had gone by then, sadly. Eddie? Oh, Eddie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the only one I was going. Okay. Uh, Jeff Kenner still around then? No. <laughs> no. Uh, did we have we didn't have Pandiani by then? Did we? Yeah, or... yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Pandiani, Pennant. Yeah. Uh, Clements. Yeah. Uh, Lazaridis, it's too late for Lazaridis. Five <laughs> seconds to go. He's in Cunningham, maybe still there. Yeah. Um, oh, just... No, Stephen Kelly by then, was there? No. Uh, well no. done. Five. You got five. Well, it's not a disaster, was it? That wasn't that a disaster. Was that? Not a disaster. Well done, Alan, though. You won there. Yeah, you got yeah well done. It, it's, it's much easier when you've got a team in your head that went to a final. You, you can mm. name six or seven straight off without thinking. Yeah. And that, then you start. But to, just to be that particular season, that's, it's very hard because it wasn't that much different to the season before or the season after. Yeah. Um, was, 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 was Yuri Yarosik in that season or not? No, that was the season, uh, that was a, season that before. Was the season. That, uh, that, was, that was 05, 06. Close though, close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we was around that time. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're uh, Craig. You could have said Darren Anderton. You could have said Maiden Nafty, um, Darren Carter, David Johnson. Robbie Blake. So Melchior yeah. as well. David Dunn. Oh, yeah. Oops, yeah. So, yeah. I can happily say that wasn't the worst performance, Richard. So. No, you don't. Uh, I'll, no, I'll, do I'll take that. I'll take no, that. No, it's OK. I think it puts you second from bottom. But, uh, <coughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, unfortunately, Richard, is relegation for. <laughs> yeah. but, but me and me and Nick haven't had a go yet, so. It could have been out, you're going next week. I think Actually, we should, yeah. I, th I think it we should, probably Nick. Been, it'd probably be nil-nil on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to have a go. But like, yeah, I'll have a go. I'll have a go. Don't know the hopes. Don't know the hopes. I probably know. Okay, so it's Birmingham City versus Middlesbrough tomorrow. What's your predictions, Alamotto? 2-0. 2 To Birmingham. Chris Brown? Yeah, I'm going to go for a. I'm going to go for a two uh, two one. Mark Adams. Uh, I'm going to go for an entertaining one one. Mm. Mr. Hipkiss. I'm going to go one nil. Mm -hmm. um, Richard, let's go for you. Uh, look, teams we've done well against away. We've done well against at home. So, so I'm going to go two one Blues. Right. Okay. And uh, Craig. He's not there. Oh, Oliver. Hasn't... Um, I'm, I'll, I'll go two one as well. I'm just not looking forward to the draw, to be honest. Right. Uh, for me, Middlesbrough at eight. They're begging for a place in the playoffs. Uh, 
Oh, don't knock me down. I just don't think we're going to get anything out of it at all. I think one, two to Middlesbrough. Okay. And that's not my Birmingham City head on, that's my football head on. But don't forget Middlesbrough have got a cup tie at the weekend as well, haven't they? I know. Yeah, they've got a cup tie, haven't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on a bit of a run, aren't they, in the cup? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll get that, Alan. Right here. Okay, so uh, Stephen, Stephen Gill's gone for Blues 1-0. Lindsay's gone 3-1. Ray's gone 2-1 Borough. Uh, Violet's gone 2-1 Borough. Michael's gone 2-1 Blues. 3-0 Blues, says Nigel. 2-2, Dave Twine. Linda Magna's gone 2-1 Blues. So, mm, even Stevens, maybe? Yeah. I can't I can't believe we're down to, you know, only a few games left. I can't believe we've only got nine games. Nine games, yeah. Flown yeah. Yeah. by, hasn't it? This season's flown by. Yeah. And we've got some big, we've got some right tasty games, really. You know, we've got the Albion, we've got Forest away. We've got some tasty games. Yeah. <laughs> it's looking very ominous for Derby at the moment, isn't it? I know it's yeah. not Blues, but like, look, we've got to talk yeah. about the league. We've got, you know, talk about our league that we're in. We're like, wow. Um, one of my favourite away away games, Derby. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think we'll get VAR in the Championship, Richard, next season? There's sort of, I've heard talk of it, but I don't know how official it is or what what the Sort of updates are. This manager's chunching about it at the moment. It's about whether people can invest in it and pay for it because there are small mm. clubs who can't necessarily you know, put it in. The EFL hasn't got a lot of money around. It has to be said that I'm incredibly anti VAR anyway. So, in a way, I'm, I'm never going to be an advocate for it. I hate what it's done to the game of football. I really don't think it helps at all. So, and given actually what you mm. said earlier about ownership and all this sort of thing, this game has been so. Changed by money, and the main justification <laughs> that people give me for VAR is, yep. oh, well, that could cost that club a million pounds because they missed out on the playoffs. But if if money is the main motivator, just keep the game pure. Referees are human, and actually, the percentage difference of correct decisions through VAR <laughs> is so small. And you sat in front of the telly, still disagreeing with them at home. So yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wish we'd have had it with AJ and Cardiff. That's all I'm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Have we got? Have we got a last fifteen? Um, <laughs> we, uh, we've got Mr. a last fifteen Nick? minutes, and, and, and ladies and gentlemen, because we've had a little bit of a subject going on tonight, we're going to go for any kind of street food and football. Any kind of street food and football. I'm going for a person that has been on the talk and talk show, and she was absolutely lovely, and she overcame cancer. Catching hamburger. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well done. Well done. Mm. Mm. Yeah, been thinking about that one, have you? All night, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I can remember it. <laughs> okay, so the last fifteen is 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 food. Anything to do with, no street, <laughs> street, street food. food, street food, food or takeaways? Any you know anything you buy in the, a, a takeaway or street food? <laughs> here we go. Here we here we go. Otter dog. Oh God, no! <laughs> Otter comes out every week. Pizza on love. Pizza what? Pizza on love. Pizza on love. Pizza, Pizza on love. Pizza. Oh, right, right. Okay. Who's that one? <laughs> Mark. On me. On his own. Well done. On my own. I'm str- I'm struggling here. <laughs> uh, water pan. Water. Water panda nanny. Nanny. <laughs> nanny. Nanny. Yeah. Water panda nanny. <laughs> see that would have. See, he'd have been better as Walter Deep Pandiani. Oh. Uh, Patrick Berger. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've already yeah. used a burger one though. Yeah, Perry Perry Groves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. This is this Richard is where I usually wean myself on a Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
brilliant. Very gross. Oh my god! Uh, here we go. Uh, Phil kebab. Oh, what? Sorry, uh, Phil kebab. Uh, Tony Curry. Paulo one chop. Nacho Novo. Oh my god! Oh my god! What about Vindaloo Bakari? Chicken chicken mosala. Here we go. I'm done. Chicken mosala. Brilliant, that is. If you haven't got yet, Delia had a burger and a bowl of chips. No, I've got to go and have a wee. Delia had a bowl of chips. Who did that one? Oh my god, stand cauliflower, Dilly had a bowl of curry, Paul Pork Tight, Paul Tater, Paul Jack and Tater. Oh. Kenny Jacket Tater, I'll go for that one. <laughs> uh, Declan Chicken Dicker and Rice. <laughs> Who did that? Who did that? <laughs> Ron, here's a good one. I like this one. He's thought about this. Huh? Ron, Ronando. Ronando. Yeah. I don't get that one. Ron, Ronando. <laughs> Oh, Nando's. Right. Yeah. Lucas Supervich. <laughs> Pukovic. Puka. Oh, God. What lot this week, Richard? I was just going to add to that. I was going to go for David Fairclough because he was always a sub. That's too subliminal. Too subliminal. Our audience aren't that clever. I know what the Richard, right? That guy, he would come on and score a goal for you. Yeah. In the days that you only had the one substitute, you had to just about do anything. But he mm. used to come on and score all the time, didn't he? Mm. 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 Uh, yeah. Can I just say as well, it's been nice. It's been nice to see the last two weeks on the old big, uh, big match revisited. We've been on twice. Yeah. yeah. Two weeks. Everton away last week, we lost. Um, and we it was, then they showed the Forest classic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Richard, you've got a busy week ahead this week, now? Me? Uh, what have we got? We got well, yeah. Got, Blues tomorrow and the trip to Swansea at the weekend. So, uh, so yeah, lots of notes to do, lots of interviews to do. Lebo generally doesn't do a press conference before a midweek game, so he'll do something probably around Thursday. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I love a week with a trip to look forward to as well. And Swansea's a long way, but nice time of year to go over there. Go right, over Richard, the we've got about 12, 12 minutes left, mate. Right, okay. Talk us through quickly if you could. What your preparation is for a well, okay? Let's go for an away game. What your preparation is for an away game, so that you've got everything in front of you. Because, like, I have tried to turn my TV off and comment on a game, and I'm lost. I'm completely lost. I promise you. Yeah, you, you, you try to find highlights of the opponent's last game, which these days mm. is a bit easier than it used to be. So you've got some idea of what formation they played. But otherwise, I just make notes. So Blues is easy. You just update what you've got. So you're even spotting things like birthdays or 
you know, knowing that next time Jeremy Bella plays, it's his 100th game, which it is. Or the next time Lucas plays, it's his 250th for Blues. Sorry, is it bullet pointed then? Do you bullet point? I just have the, no, the last team, the last team and the substitutes, and then below it, other squad players who might be involved. I'd update it, make sure I've got the formations on. Um, and it's, it's, I do it handwritten every game. Now, a lot of people will use a computer, but by handwriting it, it's kind of, I spot stuff. So it's just part of my ritual in lots of different colours. It's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, how, right, how Richard, Richard, because I, I don't have a short term memory, right? I even called you Daz Hale last, yesterday, right? <laughs> It's, I'm, it's, I'm, it's I'm, all right. If I, I owe you money, sorry. it's better that way. Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how do how do you remember which player has got the ball and who's passing to who? And no, it's it's easy getting the flow. It absolutely... it, it, the opposition is the hardest thing, particularly you know a place like the Medeski Stadium where mm-hmm. Reading turn up in their blue and white hoops with gold numbers on the back, and you haven't got a chance of being able to see the numbers oh, You're yeah. way at the top there. So you're trying to find physical features in the first five minutes of the game. If they score in the first five minutes, unless it's Michael Morrison uh, with an own goal, like he did for us a couple of years ago, yeah. um, then you really are struggling, uh, to be honest. There are places like that that are really, really difficult. But Then I genuinely no. applaud you for what you do, right? Because I have tried it and I, I, I turn the TV off so many times. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm commentating on this one, right? I'm having it. Right? <laughs> and then within about a minute and a half, right? <laughs> Where I'm, am I? I'm done. It was it was really tough during lockdown because we we had a spell where we weren't allowed to go to away games, mm-hmm. um, and, and actually it was the start of last year. Mm-hmm. So for a couple of months, I was doing Blues away games, sitting where I am now, mm-hmm. in front of this TV monitor, watching mm-hmm. Blues TV. If it wasn't, or a couple of times we got some kits. So I was doing them from my sofa at home when they were on Sky, mm-hmm. and and it's incredibly difficult because you got no peripheral vision at all. The stuff that you can't... Ah, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, in the stadium, you can see that something's mm-hmm. about to happen or you can judge if somebody's offside. If you've only got what the TV director's giving you, then it's very, very tricky. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I tell you what, I, I, I challenge everybody that's listening tonight, right? Please, it's not easy. Next football game that you, you put on, right? Find out who's playing and try and commentate. Just turn the sound off and try and commentate. And you'll really know... Hard how difficult these guys' job is. And I was commentating on a, uh, the Birmingham City Arsenal ladies. Was it semi-final? Yeah, semi-final, yeah? yeah. At St Andrews. And the guys behind me were from the BBC. And they were going... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, Nick, but they weren't drunk. <laughs> and also, for the best of the world, you know, I do, I, I do have time to prepare. I do have time to prepare. So that's, that's a big advantage, isn't it? And that part of my job is to be ready for when the game comes. So I should have everything in front of me. So, so it's harder when you, you know, you've got other things going on in your life. I'm able to focus on it. So honestly, it's not hard when you get used to it. And it, it and is it's an most, incredible, difficult all, job, though, Richard. And I promise yeah. you, I, I promise you, I promise you, like, I absolutely adore you people because like, you've got so much information going on. You read it at a minute. And I just wish I could do it. I wish I could do it. And I can't. The only important rule is sound like you're happy to be there because everybody who's mm-hmm. listening to you would rather be where you are than where they are. Because yeah. very few people are sitting at home out of choice. They need to be at the game. Super so nice, it, yeah. it, it is genuinely an honour to be able to do the job. So bless you. you it it, I think this is the winner for me. Deliver Rooney. Oh, I thought that oh. was brilliant. Oh. Clever, oh. clever that was. Who is that boy, Paul? 
that was uh, Mark Brooks, and I like Lindsay's Barry Fries as well. That's good as well. Barry Fries, yeah. I like the uh, chicken and chip and doy. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, do you uh, do you have somebody along uh, a, a commenter next to you when you're, you're giving your commentary and somebody's summing things up? Do you have somebody there? Well, some games I do. It just depends. If if I, if Blues is the main game, then I'll usually have a summariser with me, whether it. Mm-hmm. Darren yeah. Carter, I really enjoy working with Darren Purse before he moved to Cardiff. Uh, Martin O'Connor's done some this year. Uh, he's mm-hmm. brilliant as well. Um, right. Richard, question. Could, could, could the Tilton Talk Show come and do a summarise for you? <laughs> no charge. We don't charge. We don't charge. Well, well I don't know whether any of you know, but we, but want, we, we want one we puck did a have... pie each. We want one puck a pie each. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what payment as well? <laughs> Crikey. We did have a guest summariser this year on the home game against yeah. Bristol City, although I think Darren Purse was with me, but also we had Simon Heath, who's the chief executive yeah. of World Productions. He's a lifelong blue nose. And that's that's the firm that made Line of Duty, um, and, and the, the thing in the submarine last year as well. I forgot the name of it now. Yeah, um, I and, but, but I mean, I knew him. We were at Bourneville Beavers together in the late 70s. Uh, and, and we hadn't seen each other for 40 years. And he came and summarised on the game. So, so it's not unknown for us to have guest summarisers. Yeah, I remember. We, I remember. We, that I, I promise that. you. I promise you. We are open to you, sir. To you. Yeah, I'd love to. Have, yeah. Oh, I would, Richard. I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love it. I'd, I'd love to co-commentate. Yeah. I yeah. tell you what. I, I tell you what. I'd love. Listener. I'd. I'd love to see Richard in his uh, Bourneville Beavers u- uniform. Oh, well, you dirty, uniform. dirty, <laughs> dirty <laughs> person. <laughs> not, not, in a, not in a pervy way. Richard, 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 right. This has all gone like Zoom speed dating now. (laughs) (laughs) Richard, I've got a museum to Birmingham City Football Club just down the, just down there, right? A whole room dedicated to the Blues, right? Downstairs, Lou, is it? (laughs) No, no, mate, no, no. I promise you, it's got my signed shirts, my signed footballs, my programs, everything I've ever collected all through my life. The only one thing that I'm missing is one paycheck off Birmingham City Football Club. <laughs> and I wouldn't care if it was just one pence, right? But just to say that they paid me a penny <laughs> doing something, I would be so happy. That would be my life complete. What do we need to do? Sm- smash a window so you can replace it? Is that what we need to do? <laughs> oh, what? Are you supposed to be the chairman? What, <laughs> well, Craig? Craig, you got your hand up? Yeah, I, I was just going to say apologies for the technical issues, but um, I have uh, now put together all of the names of the people that have come forward for the competition. Okay. Um, Mr. Wilford, can you give me a number between one and 12, please? Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, we're under Chinese ownership, so we'll go for lucky number eight. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> lucky number eight is. Congratulations to Jackie Blossom Barton. So congratulations Ooh, well, to you. Well, I will be in touch around the tickets. So well done, Jackie. There you go, girl. Well done, well, Jackie. And, and Jackie's just said Jeff Hungry Horsefield as well. Oh, nice. oh Hungry Horse. I get that. I get that. Well done, Jackie. And Not you've bad. won some tickets for the game tomorrow, mate. Well done. <clears throat> Lee Bowler Rice. Ah, yeah, sunny, I like that one. Sunny side up, son. Oh, we've had Tony Chicken Curry. Taco Bella. Taco Bella. That's a good one, isn't it? No. Taco Bella, yeah. Can I just say that I'd, rather than a pocket pie, I'd like a, a pulled pork uh, baguette with an onion jus. Thank you. 
Traditional working man's game. How how posh is this bloke? It was something. The only time I've actually had street food outside of a football match was in France. And that's what I had. You know, it was this long, full of pork and, and this wonderful gravy. Let's call it, and that was that was that was sauce, Alan. Sauce, <laughs> whatever you call it, and that's that, that's that was French French street food. It was wonderful. Yeah. Mm. Nick, Nick, it's that time, Nick. I know, I know. It's it's two minutes to nine. Oh, wow. When Richard came on tonight, like obviously he works for the BBC and. We promise him there's no hidden agendas on this show, and there never has been, not ever. And Richard, I hope that you've joined it. Well, I know that you've joined in with us tonight. We've laughed and we've, well, we could cry, et cetera, et cetera. But this is what the Tilton Talk Show is all about. It's about five or six Birmingham City fans who get together, right? And, and all those people that write messages, each and every single part of our family. Uh, mm. It's about Linda coming to us yesterday with Jack, right? And I hugged Jack when I saw him. I said, don't matter how old you are, mate, how old you are or how old I am, never greet me without a hug. Uh, never greet me without a hug. This is the family that we love and we respect, a Birmingham City family. Amazing. And Chris Brown, you're going to be on my best man soon. Oh, no. When I'm married, oh, I'm scared. You're, <laughs> you're scared. You're scared. Help. I've known this man for 11 years. And you know what? Wow. He, honestly, I'm not a blokey, blokey person. I don't, I don't have like, oh, let's go to the races. Chris Brown, you, <laughs> sir. You, sir. I promise you. Are you having a last 15 at your wedding, Nick? Are you invited, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. And of course, all my beautiful Tilton Talk friend, they, they'll all be invited. Of course they will. You know what? We'll make it a night and I'm 60 years old. Mm, I hate being that. <laughs> but it is what it is. And you know what, girls and boys? When I first went to St Andrews in 1973, people would go, oh, she's absolutely rubbish. I've never seen anything like this in 50 years. I thought, 50 years? I've never been there for 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I love my football club with all my heart. I do. And I know you do, Chris, and I know you do, Mark. Paul, Wyo, Oliver, uh, and, 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 and Craig. Like, but... I just want things to change. I want things to change so badly. Mm. But I have no control. All we've got to do is turn up, support, shout, scream, and be there for our football team. Richard Wilford, last words from you, sir. Nick.
need to work on your endings. That's what I'm thinking. My final words. <laughs> I said, your speech at your wedding is going to last an hour and a half. But thank you so much for having me. Right, right Richard. Richard. And I'm, sorry. No, I'm, right, Richard, 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 Richard. I mean, what Richard. I say said earlier. Yeah, Richard. Richard. What you I need do to stop is really up. important. Right. Give the fans a voice and keep doing it. Richard. I was a DJ for 42 years. There's it no way show I'm going to show it all. There's no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bothered to find me. It wasn't a very good one. You are sorry, Paul. <laughs> I said I'd be absolutely hammered by the time you finish playing. Ah, <laughs> uh, here's what is, mate. Here's what is. Oh, look at him. Right, now. okay. We've got to leave you, love, Liz. It's yeah. uh, Middlesbrough tomorrow night. Hope we can get three points. That's another three points for safety. Uh, Richard, Richard. <laughs> Where they gone? Oh God. He's only got one job. Boy, boy, boy. 11 points alive, any anybody's. Radio, you know what? You're welcome anytime, Richard, because you know what? You've seen what we do. We do we do it how we do it, and we do it why we do it, because we love Birmingham City Football Club. So come back with us, mate, anytime you like. Anytime. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for giving up your time, Richard. Been a pleasure. You'll also, you'll also have the last word. Paul Hipkiss, good night. God bless. Good night, all. Keep right on. Three points tomorrow. Mark Adams. Uh, good night, everyone. Have a good week. Take care. Courtney. Here's the three points tomorrow night, everybody. Thank you very much. Oliver. Good evening. Hope for a win tomorrow. Chris Brown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, From me. Good night. God bless. Uh, Is there anybody else I forgot? Uh, From me as well. What? I love you all, guys. We're all blues. We're all blues from the fruit. You know what? We'll get there. I promise you. We'll get there one day. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.